on last week's Irrevelations. I got my baby stabbing knife, I got my woman kicking boots, I'm ready to go to war, let's do this Like, I wonder if being a holy prostitute was kind of cool. When you're two bros on a business trip, the first place you stop by is the whorehouse. You don't want a field mouse whenever you're committing a genocide. That's, you know? That's, that's the golden rule of genocide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta be bold. You, wanna... you gotta be a man about it. Joshua's like, alright, what did you guys learn? And they come back and they're like, have you ever heard? of double penetration. I mean, from the eyes, I'd be like, okay, we got some real Satanists on our hands. <laughs> They're using evil dark magic to dry up rivers to come and rape us to death. Like, uh... We're into some narrative now, right? Things are happening. People are crossing rivers. We're not just fucking drunk in the desert doing whippets and ayahuasca talking about, you know, God's rules and shit. So Joshua uh, probably doesn't even wash his hands and begins circumcising all the children. And also there was an angel who was like, Joshua, take off your shoes and he was like cool dude before we turn to the world i would like to i can't be a big blessing to people if i'm poor and broke and depressed i don't feel good about myself are they which are persecuted for righteousness i believe in a The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. I'm definitely not pro-sibling uh, uh, incest in, in any way. I'll right. say that. You know... I'm going to come out hard on that stuff. <laughs> I, I, this is very loosely related, but you know, you're talking about PTSD, and we're talking about uh, Chris Kyle, based, you know, because I fucked up a name. But uh, did you ever read Chris Kyle's book, American Sniper? No. Is that no. what it was called? Was it American Sniper, the name of the book? Or was yeah. it, I know it's the name of the I movie. So. I just can't remember. It's that. definitely the name of the movie. Fine. Good he's, enough. He, apparently, he was full of shit, mostly. Uh, something about Chris Kyle really bothered me, you know, as far as veterans and stuff like that, is that uh, when the American Sniper movie was coming out, he's been dead, um, people were really shitting on his attitude when he was uh, overseas. Because I guess from the excerpts of the books, he really, really liked killing Muslims, and really liked yeah. killing. I mean, he loved it. Um, it was his. Uh, he just he just got off on it. It seems like like he thought of them as being like savages. Um, and I kind of was like really bothered with the change of pace on it, you know? Because like Chris Kyle was like, yeah, yeah, like I kind of wondered like what the fuck did you think he was doing out there? You know, like, yeah, he's a sniper, and he's killed all these people, and he's such an American hero. Oh, he liked it? Oh, well, then fuck him. Fuck him to hell. I don't want, I don't want him on my team. I think it's it becomes creepy if he likes it. I don't know. I like, just... if... Okay, no, stop. I, I have this perfect thing for you. Okay. I was a kid. I got paddled at school one day in, in middle school. Hot. Okay? I go in. I have, they have There has to be a witness, right? Okay. The guy comes in. He makes the other guy sit down across from me. Or wait, wait, wait. you were guy. paddled at school in middle school? Yeah, I was in sixth grade. I go and I get. I, he makes me put my hands on his desk. He has Fuck. little marks for where the hands go. Oh my god! He gets the paddle, slaps my ass. Right? <laughs> and I obviously I wince in pain. And I look across at the witness, and uh, like she just smirks a little when I get hit. I'm not <laughs> kid you not. 
Now, granted, it's been a solid, you know, pushing 20 years now, but I'm pretty sure I, I, I remember this happening. So, okay. wouldn't you say that her enjoying it kind of adds a little bit of fucking creepiness <laughs> to the whole situation? <laughs> Uh, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe I take it all back. I just thought it was, <laughs> uh, that's way too creepy, that's way too creepy for me. I don't know, I just was like, what do you fucking think these people are, Batman? Like, he's just like, oh, oh, I, I really hate having to beat the shit out of you guys, but I just keep doing it for my duty out of America, you know, like, fucking, what do you, what do you want, what do you want? It, no, come on, are you really being this dense? Think about it, like, I'll shoot someone if I have to, in the name of saving a, a friend, an ally. Right. Is that, that, I'm not enjoying the shooting them maybe if i kill them and i know they were bad but like we're talking about we're talking about a war where there's no uniforms you're always going to be questioning i want you to be a little conflicted about that i want you to do only maybe a couple tours before we bring you back because it's fucking you up a little bit if it's not then like i don't know you're some sort of freaking crazy killing machine i'm going to disagree entirely I want every soldier to be a just a fucking jackal killing blood machine. Lust? Yeah, bloodlust, just 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 itchy trigger finger constantly, kind of like our current police situation, or like our drones. Yeah, like our drones. You know. Yeah. Uh, Run on Mountain Dew and Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, honestly, and 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 I don't normally do this, but I think my stance is backed up by the Bible. I think we're about to get into that oh a little my bit. God. <laughs> Fuck you, you fucking imperialist boot licking thug. <laughs> All right, let's read the Bible. <laughs> let's get into it. Finally. Um, You're listening, by the way, to Irrelations Podcast, probably regrettably at this point. <laughs> and uh, we're on episode 45. Wow. Big four five. Yeah. And I'm Cold Lewski. I'm Grant Voiced. We are doing our second episode in Joshua now, opening up with chapter six. Oh, boy. And I, I'm going to trigger warning here. We are going to get into some of this morally ambiguous shit we've ever done thus far. I don't yeah, think right. it's ambiguous. I think it's incredibly morally bereft might be the term, you know? Yeah. Void. Void of all moral compass it's if insane ever, if ever you were to point at any part of the book and be like hey uh what the fuck's going on over here this doesn't seem like a a, a decent good loving god uh yeah not only that but we're gonna see a lot i think through the cracks of just how bullshit the story is um and yeah. and continue to do that as we uh go through the story of joshua so i'm pumped do you want to talk about the fall of jericho <laughs> let's get into it um so a couple things I really only ever read right up until like the end of the chapter of like our last episode, and then you know I start sure. reading afterwards. So, so, I, so I'm unspoiled, which is all the why it was all the more confusing is that I'm reading these chapters, and as if we call it the end of Joshua five, there is a mysterious man, sword in hand, who the commander of the Lord's armies, yeah, who may or may not be a precursor to Christ, um. And who, like, is commanding Joshua and, like, telling him to take out his shoes. Uh, and the next five chapters, at least, not mentioned at all. Don't know why the fuck they even introduced that character in the first place. Do you know what that's first about? First off, well, no, I don't. It's stupid, obviously, and dumb, and <laughs> okay, okay, great, just idiotic. But I will say this. Calling him a potential predecessor to Christ is is getting on my nerves. I don't think we should be able to say that. Uh, well, Can we call him maybe like a predecessor to Vlad the Impaler 
or like Genghis Khan. <laughs> Joshua <laughs> or the commander of the army. I was talking about the commander there. I mean, my Bible thinks that every single person is a precursor to Christ. Yeah, yeah. Like they think like if it isn't specifically mentioned or named, they're like, oh, and that's by the way, that's Christ. Christ before he came out. Christian, uh, air quotes, scholars definitely take the approach of let's throw everything at the fucking wall and see what sticks, uh, <laughs> Jesus wise. Um, but okay, so as we recall from the last episode, uh, the Jews are getting ready for war, um, and they're finally like getting ready to do it. Um, this is an interesting thing. So, my Bible states that Jericho was a city of about nine acres that would take about 20 or 30 minutes to walk around, which uh, is important because we're going to get, that's basically their entire strategy. <laughs> that's all they're going to do today. Yeah. <laughs> so Jericho, there's been like, what, like six to nine days. There's constantly, I can't remember how many times they like wait three days and then do a thing and then wait three days, but it's probably been about a week and a half since the whole Rahab and the spies incident. Well, yeah, and they just did Passover too. Yeah. So who so, fucking knows? Probably so basically, from, let's take it from Jericho's POV. Right. You you see a bunch of Israelites show up on the the east bank of the Jordan. Two of them little come across, run up to your shore, <laughs> run up to your city. Immediately pop uh, into a whorehouse. Yeah, and pop in the whorehouse. You go ask the whore what happened. Yeah. She lies to you because again, not a patriot. <laughs> they run back across. Then 40,000 armed men walk right across the river because suddenly it turns dry for a second. So that's spooky. Um, so now there's this army hanging out, and now they're doing Passover. So they come across, and you're like, oh, it's go time. But it's fucking not. They're just, and they they're just, just eating bread. And they're eating Cutting each other's dicks. <laughs> that would be that would be the scariest fucking army I'd ever seen. Like, I'm like, what are they doing? They're like, they're mutilating their own penises. I'm like, God damn, <laughs> we are dealing with some hardcore motherfuckers. I mean, that's what uh, I was planning on doing. I guess they're just trying to preemptively strike themselves. To it's like when a possessed person in a horror movie starts slamming their own head against the wall, and you're like, well, they're not hurting me, but god damn, this is spooky. <laughs> I don't like it. Some spooky shit. So... Jericho has boarded themselves up and hid behind their fancy fucking walls. Sure. And God tells Joshua, look, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once for six days. Every every day for six days, you're going to walk around the city once. And then on the seventh day... You will walk around the city seven times blowing trumpets of ram's horns, which didn't they already have like special silver horns? I'm probably like the, fuck, the whole you, fucking thing was like, it was one of the things like built with the tabernacle. Like these we're pretty piecemeal at this who point, gives but a yeah. shit. Yeah, whatever they got. They're like, oh, what about these war horns that we specifically made for this purpose for God? They're like, no, no, no fuck this. Kill a ram. Mine just says trumpets. I don't know. But uh, and then they have on the seventh day they got to walk around seven times and blow some horns and then the wall shall fall. Woohoo! So yeah, just to sum that up to make it easier for you, audience, for six days in a row they leave the camp, they walk around the city once, they go back to camp. It's a twenty thirty minute walk. It's an easy day. On the seventh <laughs> day, they go out, they walk around it seven times. What's that? Uh, three and a half hours, right? No big deal. Sure. Go, and then. They blow the fucking horns, right? Well, the horns are blowing the whole time. Let me take that back. The horns, nonstop, toot, 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 loot. I don't know what kind of songs they have. Super blast, and then the walls shall fall down before them. Yeah, yeah. They do a blast, and then everyone yells together, 
and then it all falls down. And in typical Bible fashion, then the, like the next four chapters are just like like basically God's like, okay, Joshua, you're gonna walk around the city six times, and then you're gonna walk around it seven more times on the seventh day, blah blah blah. And then Joshua's like, oh, okay, you guys, we're gonna walk around the city six times. Yeah, an exact repeat. Uh, here's the funny thing though about his what he goes and tells the people. So he goes up to all his soldiers, forty thousand of them, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, all right, listen, everyone. Um, oh, sorry. No, no, no. This is when it actually happens. So first God tells them what to do. Then he explains what they're going to do. Now they're actually doing it. Okay. So they've done the six days in and out, in and out, in and out. It's right. day seven. They get up at daybreak, march around the city seven times. And then the priests sound the trumpets and jo- Joshua commands his army. All right, guys, Shout. And then he has a speech. Like, normally you just say shout, and everyone shouts, right? This uh, is bizarre. every concert I've ever been at, yeah. Yeah. He goes, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. But he doesn't stop then. He then says, well, the city and all of it are to be devoted to the Lord, though. But, okay, only Rahab, the prostitute, and all of her friends and their house can be spared, okay? But don't keep any of the things in the city. Uh, God, God wants all that. That's going to be for God, devoted to him. Uh, and if you do that, then we're all going to be liable for destruction. So don't bring that trouble on us. Um, right. So yeah, he gets all the silver and gold. Okay, now shout! <laughs> it's like <laughs> what a fucking like, pep rally. Wh- why didn't we cover this earlier? Why, why are we covering this? <laughs> so now, so it is kind of interesting thing is that like imagine it now from the point of view of the Jews, they're like, all right, there's Jericho. We're gonna fucking stab them all in the ass, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to get into some rape. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna take the hottest chick. I'm gonna rape her. I'm gonna kill her parents. I'm gonna throw her out in the wilderness. I can't wait. I can't wait. I've been talking about it all day, and then. He's like, all right, we're just going to go for a light jog every single day. And then we're going to do like a 5K together. And then we're going to blow some horns. And then it's this speech that's coming out. Uh, My Bible says that the reason for all this confusing, stupid bullshit, um, as in the crossing of Jordan, this was to represent them walking by faith alone. Oh. I thought it was just a predecessor to the teabag move you'd see in Halo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it des- it describes the difficulty of the task facing Joshua that they would have to then uh, walk by faith around the thing, and then through God's will, the city would fall. Um, it's so fucking stupid. something interesting, and I I don't know. I I wonder about God and like even their depiction of him. So. The whole reason they're destroying Jericho and why they've targeted them is because they happen to be inside the borders of land that God promised a goat farmer fucking 700 years ago or whatever the fuck. Correct. Correct. Um, and they are commanded to go into the city. Once the walls come down, everyone but Rahab is to be fucking butchered alive. But silver, gold, bronze, and iron belong to God and must go to the treasury. So this is just a fucking disgusting pirate horde. Yeah, they're just Vikings. Yeah, this is... Except Vikings would have kept some of these people alive as slaves. God willing. But But as you know, in this case, the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet and the loud shout, the wall collapsed. Everyone charged in. They took the city. They devoted everything to the Lord. And they destroyed with the sword every living thing. Men, women, young, old, cattle, sheep, donkeys. Everything. If it fucking breathes, it doesn't anymore. And they probably stabbed some things that didn't breathe, like some pillows yeah. and some bricks and shit. I bet they cut up some really nice tapestries. Uh, but Joshua had said to the two men, Go into that harlot's house and bring out the woman and all that she has as you swore to her. 
and basically the two men grab Rahab and all her family, but they burned the city and all that was in it with fire. Only the silver and gold, the vessels of bronze and iron, they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. In other words, into the pockets of the ruling class. Let's not mince words. <laughs> My Bible says that uh, because the harlots were Gentiles, they were ceremonial unclean and must be kept outside the camp. Sweet. Nice. Although, then it follows up with um, Rahab, uh, she lives among the Israelites, and then it says, to this day, right? Yeah. So, uh, first, I want to point that out, because we're going to see the words, to this day, like six more times in this episode. Which kind of directly, could, like, obviously, Joshua meant the day that he wrote it. And she lives yeah. with us to this day. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, no, this wasn't written thousand years after uh, the alleged timeline. Now, before we get any further, we're going to take a sidebar. Are you ready? Sure. Let's talk to James L. Kugel, friend of mine. <laughs> now, he has in this, uh, covering this section of the Bible, a little story for us um, about archaeology. Now, one of the easiest things to identify uh, as an archaeologist is destruction, right? When there has been the destruction of a city a lot of evidence gets left behind, right? It doesn't just get built on built on or added to and, it, you know, where time kind of blends in with city walls or what have you. Mm-hmm. If there was destruction, you can see it as an archaeologist. Now, Kathleen Kenyon was a British archaeologist, and in the 50s, 1952 to 1958, she spent a lot of time in Jericho. It's a well-known city. Uh, Jericho has roots back to 9000 BC, right? So before... Abraham, even way before Abraham, Jericho was a place before God, even before God is exactly. Yes. Before Israelite God, before Noah, before any of this. The point is, it's been around for a long time. At one point, it was a pretty important cultural center, city center, not a not a fortress, but a city center. It then went into decline. And around 1200 BC, which is exactly when this story is taking place, if it's to be believed around 1200 BC. It was either A, a tiny settlement, right, of a few huts, or just didn't exist at the time. Now, what's funny is that six, seven hundred years later, just before the Babylonian exile of the Israelites... When we assume the Bible was written. Yes, Jericho did come back into prominence and was a fortress city just for a while. So, whoever wrote this didn't do their fucking homework (laughs) and didn't realize that Jericho wasn't around at the time of Joshua. It's interesting womp, because womp. Uh, at the end of Joshua 6, um, Joshua charges, uh, says, Cursed be the man before the Lord who rises up and builds the city of Jericho. He shall lay its foundation with his firstborn, and with his youngest he shall shut up the gates. So basically he's like, and by the way, Jericho will never exist ever again. About 20,000 people live there right now, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's um, but it's just... <sighs> I want to talk about these spies some more because I don't know if I've ever seen a more worthless batch of fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, like, what, what is what? their deal? What is the story of the spies? What was their whole thing? They didn't do anything. They did nothing. God, did God not tell Joshua to send spies? That's what I've been trying to figure out. I Googled why did Joshua send spies into into Jericho, hoping that some Christian would save me from my confusion. <laughs> not a chance, dude. No one even broaches that question. Because it's so, it's so obviously a stupid question. What? Why would you send spies story. into a place when all you're going to do is walk some circles around it and crush it? I almost uh, feel like, and this is crazy, I almost feel like this whole story of the spies is just to find some reason why Joshua wouldn't murder a woman. 
Like why why they would spare a single woman <laughs> and her family? Uh, well, I don't is, I don't want to do too much of a spoiler alert, but uh, they're pretty sure Joshua never existed. Well, <sighs> Caleb on the other hand probably did. Joshua did not. Huh. We'll we'll go there. We'll later. get there. I'll, Interesting. I'll save that for later in Joshua. Um, just blew my fucking mind. But uh, another thing that kind of comes into it is like, what the fuck is this story? So forget the fact that Sodom and Gomorrah were wrecked without any real interference. There needed there didn't need to be some bullshit. There needed to be something about uh, um, them walking around the city or whatever. God just does what God's going to do. And I, sure. I know before this episode's done, we're going to talk about other instances where God gets personally involved in some shit to kill people. But, but he really doesn't like he used to. Yeah, he doesn't like he used yeah. to. But it just seems interesting that, like, why does God care so much about all the gold and bronze and silver that they need to steal from these people that they're murdering wholesale? Besides, you know, the fucking obvious. I think that what is it? So, obviously, reading it as a historical piece, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. Even reading it as, like, fiction, it doesn't make sense. Reading it as a schematic narrative for a people, it totally makes sense and tells you that, you know, God gets his peace first. That's what I take from this whole story. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up with, with the, this whole next chapter. Right. So with no further, well, do you want to read the end of six? Uh, just that. Uh, so the Lord was with Joshua and his fame spread throughout all the country, which is going to be a, a recurring theme, I guess. Yeah. And I guess he already was kind of famous because they knew about... I think the proper Og, word is Bashan infamous. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not regular famous. So, chapter 7, we open up. Now, what it... Okay, again, you've been in the desert for 40 years. You're an Israelite. You have seen God reach out and kill people with his bare hands, right? Mm. You have seen some crazy-ass shit. You just walked across a, a river that stopped, right? Mm. So you know that God means fucking business and is all-powerful. And can, I don't know, wreck shit if he wants to. And he does. So that brings us to the story of, of young Akan. Uh, he is of the tribe of Judah and directly a descendant of Zerah. I called him Achan. Achan? Okay, <laughs> good. He's the descendant of, the, of uh, the clan of Zerah, one of Judah's kids. Zerah, you may remember, um, was the twin that reached his hand out and got a not tied around it and then the other twin was born first yeah way back so to, to recap judah had a couple of kids with his normal wife yeah. um they married this uh, chick named tamar they all ended up dying a bunch of times and then uh while judah was on a road trip to commemorate his dot di- the death of his daughter he ended up trying to fuck a prostitute who turned out to be tamar and those kids yeah. are who we're dealing with now yeah they're descendants mm-hmm. so this is a con, his a chan, whatever. A chan, a chan, the, the, the internet hacker known as a chan. Um, so Joshua sends uh, all his men from Jericho. Okay, so first off, a chan did not listen. He took something. It doesn't specify exactly what. What does your Bible call it? Um. Oh, actually, no. It does say what he took. He took a robe and some shekels of silver and a uh, gold bar. Oh yeah, it says it later. Dad it just says okay. So, it's interesting because it says, so the start of seven, but the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding the accursed things for one guy took some shit. Literally just one person of 40,000. One guy took some things that were supposed to be burned 
And uh, as punishment, we get to this. Um, so Joshua sends some more spies, I guess, like a group of this time. Correct. Doesn't say warriors, and he just he just sends some dudes to I A I is how it's spelled. Uh, yeah, some fucking city. And they, they come back and they tell Joshua, "Hey, A I, we'll call it A." Yeah. It, we went to A, and uh, we don't need to send the whole army. Two, three thousand guys tops. It's this, basically like a little camp. Right? This will be like stabbing a baby in the neck, and they're like, "I've done that. I, like, I understand I just... exactly what you're talking about." <laughs> Joshua pulls a knife out of a baby's neck and goes, oh, okay, <laughs> right, this is so there's easy. my knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got my baby stabbing knife right here. So they're basically like, yeah, we can go to I, but those guys are a bunch of pussies. Let's just send 3,000 of them instead of the whole team, you know? Like, let's just send a couple of dudes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't to wear everyone out. But they underestimated I, and uh, the men of I struck them down and killed about 36 men. Which, whoa, you know, fuck, that's like God eats that for dinner. Yeah, um, for sure. And stabbed him as they were retreating, and the hearts of the people melted and became like water. That's all it took. It took 36 people dying, and now suddenly they're scared. Oh, guys, it's okay. I can't believe, all this death and murder, it's too much, you guys. I'm getting fucking PTSD. Let's rob a target. They just, <laughs> damn, they just <laughs> slaughtered. An entire city, man, woman, and children, and and cattle, for what it's worth. Uh-huh. And in the moment that thirty six of them get killed in a counterattack, they just—I hate these people. <laughs> it's not so fucking... easy when you're fighting uh, people older than twelve, but yeah, that don't have god power. You don't have god power right. on your side or whatever. So Joshua tears his clothes and he's pissed. He's like, "God, what the fuck? I thought we were winning. You didn't say this was going to be difficult." You said we were just going to walk all over these guys and kick their wives and stab their kids. Like, the fuck is all this? And God's like, tee-hee-hee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, d- oh, you didn't know that somebody broke my commandments? Yeah. So now God. God didn't tell Joshua before. Yeah. He lets some people go die because yeah, it's he's, funny. He's like, it's like, it's like you crash into the car behind you. You're like, what the fuck? My brakes are missing. He's like, tee-hee-hee. Yeah, I changed them. I cut your brakes. <laughs> Psych, and you're like, the f- why'd you do that? Because you left the fucking laundry in the washing machine too long. Like, I- no, wait, no, it's not even that. He's like, because one of your children did it, and now you have to know which one to kill. <laughs> He's like, thirty six men are dead. You're like, <laughs> I love that. I love that voice. You nailed it. Um, and God's like, yeah, uh, psych, bitch. Didn't you know that Israel has sinned? One of you has transgressed against me. And taken some shit and put it among their own stuff. Uh, Jinkies. And we're about to get into some metal shit. I I, I really want to talk about this chapter because I really don't understand it. Well, so first, let's say this. Mm-hmm. Let's point. Out, this is a a great trespass, and for what reason? Because this couple of of items of wealth were supposed to go. It says to God's treasury, but what does that mean? That means it's for the priests. Yeah. Right. So the Levites didn't get their cut. That's why this is happening. And it, this is a dire fucking warning about not turning in your share of the loot. Yeah, this is like uh, this is like when you uh, get that bag of H. Or this is when your prostitute gives you your money, and you're like, feels a little light. Feels a little light. <laughs> a little bit light. Let's that, go back yeah. to her house. Let's beat the shit out of her. Let's slice up her cushions and then kid her, and then cut her kid up a little bit, and then we'll see if yeah, she's cut up her face. She'll never. Work I don't again. want you whores holding out on me. <laughs> So let me make an example. Um, 
So Joshua screams at the people, get up, sanctify the people, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow, because thus says the Lord, God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in your midst. You cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. So uh, as we'll find, uh, at least in modern times, it's time for a good old fashioned witch hunt. So God, God basically tells Joshua, all right, here's how we're going to do it. First, I'm going to tell you which tribe. Then I'm going to tell you which clan within which tribe, then which family within, within which clan within which tribe, and then which man within that family within the clan within the tribe. All right. So we're not just going to fucking tell you who did it. <laughs> we're going to make each tribe come out and then God's going to be like that one. Yeah. And then we're going to then. Oh, I hate it. It's going to be a fun little <laughs> game. Like, is he wearing a beard? And you're like, no. Yes, it's guess who. <laughs> it's, it's guess, guess who. who. It's guess who. But 36 men have died. Uh, guess who I'm going to stone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they get okay. all the families out, and then when he sees the tribe of Judah, he's like, there it is. Oh, get all the families of Judah. And then they get all the families, and then they and then they get the Zarhites, and then they get Zabdi. And then finally, finally, they work their way down to Achan, son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah. It's about to get – I'm trying to imagine this. I, the way I thought of this – I set the stage as I think of, like, it's late twilight – Fires are burning low. There's Joshua standing with his robe open, dick just hanging out amongst the congregation, just like, bring him to me. And they drag Achan to Joshua in front of the congregation. And he says, my son, I beg you, give glory to the Lord God of Israel and make confession to him. And tell me now what you have done and do not hide it from me. Okay, he's basically doing the whole, like, if you tell me where it is, I won't hurt you. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen. It, it, it's a little bit of a, it, it's like when they pull you in, they're like, okay, listen, we already know everything, all right? But if you'll just tell us where John Benet Ramsey has been hidden, then we'll, <laughs> then we, then, then we'll let you go. But, uh, but so Achan tells Joshua, and yeah, he, he's, confesses, he's an easy he confesses his sins. He says, indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and this is what I have done. I took a Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels, and I hid them in the earth in the midst of my tent. Hell yeah. I gotta say, so that's like a pound and a half of gold, five pounds of silver. He's just looking out for himself. I mean, he did the work. He went in there and stabbed the babies and the donkeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, the, he earned it. I mean, I think we can all relate with this guy, you know, as being the guy who's, like, been working for the mob for so long. And then finally, 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 he sees, like, a bag of cash that no one's quite accounted for. And he's like, I bet I could take that. I bet I could take that and no one would know. And even if they did find out, what's the worst that could happen? I've been a loyal soldier for years, you know? Yep. Oh, boy. So If only you knew, brother. Joshua sends some messengers. They run to the tent. They find all the hidden shit. And uh, you may be wondering, okay, this guy confessed. He, he said, okay, I fucked up. Here's all the shit I stole. No harm, no foul. You got your money. We're good to go, right? I think we should go easy on him. <laughs> <laughs> if it were me. Uh, all right, so if you're listening to the podcast, pause for five seconds and see if you can guess what's going to happen next. <laughs> so uh, Joshua and all of Israel take Achad, the son of Zerah, all his shit, the silver, the wedge, the garden, the, 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 the silver, the garment, the wedge of gold, his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his donkeys, his sheep, his tent, and all that he had. And they dragged him to the valley of Acre. 
Nice. Joshua says, brother, why did you do this? Why why are you going to make me do this to you? Why do we have to make it this way? It's like when the boss is like, all right, I got my ass chewed out, and now I'm about to chew your ass out. Here's the stupidest, bullshittest part of the story. You ready? And then it says, Joshua told him, the Lord will bring trouble on you today. All right? That's going to come back in just a second. Hold on to that. <laughs> okay. The Lord will bring trouble on you today. All right. And then it says all the Israelites stoned him. All right. Obviously. What else do these people <laughs> so, know how to so fucking do for So all Israel stoned him with stones, and then they burned them all with fire after they had stoned them with stones. Of course. And then they raised over him a great heap of stones still there to this day. <laughs> so to this day. So no the way. Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Therefore, the name of that place has been called the Valley of Achor to this day. So I'm, I'm picturing Joshua standing there writing all this as it's happening, because that's how he did it. Obviously. And he's like, yes, those stones are still here to this day. <laughs> <laughs> as, as they're literally putting the stones on, as, and they have always been there, even to this day. Like We're still building. He's like, to this day, they're still there. Um, now let's talk about the biggest bullshit crack in this whole story. Are you ready? Give it to me, Daddy. So Joshua says to him, as I mentioned, why have you brought trouble on us? The Lord is going to bring trouble on you. Now, what does Achan mean? <laughs> okay. One who causes trouble. Uh... What does the Valley of Achor mean? It means trouble. Achor means trouble. The Valley of Trouble. Okay. They're literally, this is a story. It's a myth for how the Valley of Trouble got its name. Are you fucking kidding me? And they even named the guy Trouble, and he caused trouble. General Grievous. <laughs> it's... Ah! What? This story is so obviously just meant to be an origin story for a fucking valley. What's crazy is... Okay, so they went to the Trouble being like, hey, why is that story the Trouble? Like, oh, well, let's put it in the Bible. Let's pull out the name of the valley. But the story is fucking crazy. So a guy stole a fucking cloak and some silver and some gold... From a god who drinks blood for a living, and and their whole thing is like, well, um, then God keeps it to himself, lets 36 men die without ever stepping into Joshua and be like, hey, man, you should probably, um, before you send those guys, you, you should probably check for if anyone stole some shit. Like, I need, I need my basic bitches to do a fucking money count before we do this. Uh, nope. And then they all stone this dude to death and then light him on fire. And his kids and his oxen and sheep and all that other bullshit. Like, All for a fucking story about how the leopard got its spots. It just doesn't even make sense. It'd be like a story where someone's like, hey, man, uh, I noticed that car. How'd you buy that car? Oh, that car? That's a funny story. You see, what happened was I ran over a kid with it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, okay. You could have lied. Yeah, I, you literally could have said anything but that. I mean, you could have just said God calls it Trouble Town. Like, I don't... Okay, all right. Even if you made up that story, why? Why did you think that was a cool story? Like, I don't get it. So uh, so, so now that a man and his children have been lit to, on fire, uh, we can now move on and start uh, doing that to other people. Hell yes. So now on to chapter 8. And uh, there's a spoiler in the title for this. It's called I Destroyed. Uh, so basically God says, all right, all right, Joshua, you killed the problem. The guy whose name is literally Trouble. <laughs> um, and I don't want you guys to be discouraged. Don't be afraid. Get your army. Go back up. We're going to take the city of I. So now remember, the city of I was so poorly defended that initially the spies thought only 3,000 men would be necessary. Right. 
So he, so here's what God says for them to do. Basically, he's to take 30,000 of his best men and send them out at night to go around to the other side of the city or settlement. Let's call it a fucking village. Get on the other side of the village. And then Joshua is going to have all the, the a smaller complement of dudes march up to the city, pretend to retreat just like they did in the first meeting, right? Whenever 36 of them got killed. Mm-hmm. And then once this, the warriors of I start chasing them, and they all leave the city, the 30,000 that are in hiding, because you can just sneak fucking 30,000 people in the desert, I guess, no big deal. Those 30,000 guys are going to rush into the city, burn the motherfucker to the ground, and then we'll kill all the people too. It's going to be great. A good so, old-fashioned wounded knee. So in, in a so a God-powered army that's going up a, against a settlement that has about 3,000 men's worth of opposition yeah, tough. needs to... Needs to use thirty thousand men to pull a faint attack, I, I, like a trick. Let's, let's, I don't get let, it. Let's put this into perspective. We freely admit that Jericho was nine acres. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. like nine acres is like the size of like a Lowe's. Like and I Jericho was definitely bigger than I. Yeah, I'm way assuming. bigger, bigger, uh, so much bigger that when they see I, they're like, "What the fuck is? Let's just get some rocks and deal with them." Like, why? Why? Let's just <laughs> we can stone these bitches. Let's fucking take them all right now. Who cares? We just killed Jericho with some shouting. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure we can kick the fuck out of these guys. Um, and and then the second now that they have God's backing, now that they have God's favor, it's time for some sneaky bullshit. Um, and they decide that they're going to do a fucking ambush. This is like if the government decided to approach the Ruby Ridge situation by digging a canal to Ruby Ridge so they could float a carrier in to launch <laughs> an amphibious assault. <laughs> They're like, you know what? You know what would be nice for Waco? A fucking nuke. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't... This, is the, this is the appropriate response. Uh, Everyone cover your eyes. It's going to be bright. <laughs> um, so uh, and let's just blow through it because it's going to be fucking metal. So Joshua and some dudes go out to meet them on the field. And it is kind of interesting because the Bible kind of gives a little bit of insight to what an early battle might have looked like and what an early army might have looked like. They had they had the they had the forward guard, they had the rear guard, and they rush onto the city with this little contingency to lure out the warriors of Ai to chase them. Uh, and they do it first thing in the morning, right? So the the I guess the warriors of Ai haven't had time or the king of Ai hasn't had time to notice the 30,000 armed men that just snuck up behind them mm-hmm. that are to the west of them now. So so they slap the tiger in the tail, and they fucking like, hey, Chase is over here, bro. So the entire warriors of I chase them out into the village. So what you have left in the village, as uh, the Americans proved with the Native Americans, as the American U.S. Army did with or the Native Americans. Or the Vietnamese, Americans, or whatever. Yeah, or whatever. Sure. We're great. Is that once you get the warriors out of the village, the women and the children are just perfect for a stabbing. They're just oh, ready yeah. to go. Like a hot sword through a child. So this 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 brave army led by God sneaks into the uh, the ambush contingency, sneaks into the unarmed city and lights everything on fire, killing all the women and the children. Here's the stupid part: before they can go in to kill everyone, it says that uh, the Lord told Joshua, "Hold out towards I the javelin that is in your hand." For into your hand, I will deliver the city. And then, for some reason, through the rest of the battle, until the very last bloody gurgle came out of a child on the streets of Ai, Joshua had to hold that javelin up. 
I mean, that's very similar time. to like when Moe's had to hold his fucking hand up or some shit. They know. do a lot of uh, parallels between Joshua and Moses, I've uh, noticed. Now, it happened that when the king of Ai saw that, that the men, you know, when they, when they chased him out there, they did not know that there was an ambush in the city behind them. They just knew, like, oh, yeah, here's these pussies we kicked the shit out of last time. Let's go get them this time. Yeah. Um, so when the men of I looked behind them, they saw, and behold, the smoke of the city ascended to heaven, and they had no power to flee back. So they're like, oh, shit, our fucking retreat has been taken. And that's yeah. when Joshua comes and puts the knife to them. Yeah, and then they get sandwiched between both forces, and it's over pretty quick. And it says at that point, Joshua burned I and made it a permanent heap of ruin. A desolate place to this day. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the king of Ai, they took alive and brought him to Joshua, uh, and they slayed him in a field and hung him from a tree. And then, Hell yeah. Where did they throw his body afterwards? I'm trying to find this, the, the quote. Um, um, oh, Jesus. I don't know if he sucks. Because yeah. <laughs> I know we're going to get to some other people, and he deals with them quite harshly. Um uh, yeah, so they 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 uh they kill the king and they hang him from evening, and then as soon as the sun was down, they cut his corpse down from the tree, cast it at the entrance of the gate of the city, and raised over it a great heap of stones that remains to this day. So there's a whole okay. lot of little memorials of all the people <laughs> that they massacred and tortured and murdered. So, cool. <sighs> of course, of course. Uh, uh yeah. Go and ahead. now it's time, of course. Because what we've we've gotten a few chapters in the Bible now without doing what renewing the covenant. <laughs> got to do keep, that again. Got to keep re-signing this contract, otherwise these Jews will get forgetful. So Joshua builds an altar to the Lord on Mount Ebal, uh, and basically is like, "All right, remember all that stuff that Moses already wrote down? I'm going to write it all down again uh, in stone." And then he wrote it down in stone, and then he read it to them, and. Uh, I, I, that was about it. I don't know if this will stay true to his character, but I kind of had Joshua pegged as like a zealot uh, a few chapters ago, you know, or like yeah, it, for through, sure. throughout Exodus and throughout the Pentateuch, uh, Joshua was kind of like a fucking maniac who was like way overzealous, you know. Now, Joshua wrote this and this is funny. It says there was not a word of all that Moses had commanded that Joshua did not read. I have the feeling that let's say that this is true. Joshua is adding some stuff or changing some stuff around here. Why else would he write? And it was totally all exactly how Moses did it. Totally, bro. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. You just got to take his word for it, is all. So, we've weird. had a lot of wars. We've had a lot of kids getting killed. God loves that shit. Can't stress it enough. Uh, can we do it some more? <laughs> is there more we can touch? So, Joshua 9. Basically, all the kings in the area, everyone west of Jordan, starts to hear about this rampaging army. It's ransacking, raping, pillaging, burning, putting everything to the sword. And a couple of these guys get a good idea. There's a town called Gibeon. It's like Gideon, but the B is backwards. So it's a D. A B. It was a D, now it's a B. Gibeon, yeah, we got it. <laughs> okay, it's called Gibeon. Uh, so basically they hear about what happened to Jericho and I, and they're like, we're going to have, what? A ruse. <laughs> we're going to pull a sneaky one on these Jews. So... They cover themselves in, like, old bullshit robes, and they get, like, the oldest shit they can find. They get really stale bread, and they get wine sacks. They're all fucked up. Yeah. It's and actually brilliant. It's it is really pretty cool. Fucking, it's, it's, it's a sneaky one. Um, so they go out to the Israelites and are like, hey, 
we're people from a faraway city. Like, look, you can obviously tell. Look at how fucking old and shitty our fucking clothes are. Obviously, we're yeah, very distant. Sucks. We're very distant ambassadors. And just like North Korea, if you guys want to fucking establish yourself, you got to start making some treaties. Hell yeah. But the Israelites say, okay, but before we make a treaty with you, how can we be sure that you don't live near us? Because if you live near us, we're going to fucking kill you. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't mean to, like, spoiler here, but if you, the, the, your, your survival rate is entirely based on your proximity to where we're going to plant some <laughs> fucking olive trees. Like, uh, so they day. say, no, look, they say, look at our stuff. The Israelites look at their stuff and they're like, oh, yeah, sure enough, it looks old. But it says they did not consult with God as they should have, apparently. Yeah. God and they're that. like, sure, you can be our buddies. We'll take care of you. So they make a treaty with these dudes and like, OK, we agree we're not going to kill you. Which should have been the first red flag. Like, OK, wait, you guys are far, far away from us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we traveled all this fucking way just to see if you guys would promise not to kill us. Well, we specifically agree that we kill people near us. Right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And you don't live near us? Yeah. All right, well, we might as well sign this fucking treaty. Why not? This doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> so it only takes three days after that point for the Israelites to hear the truth. Someone's like, oh, you guys just made an allies with the Gibeonites? You mean those guys that live right over there? I can see them. Like, <laughs> like they just see them. Like, I love, I love the idea of them coming towards them. And like, okay, where are you guys going? They just head right back. And they're like, okay, we actually have to go that way. But like, didn't you guys come from, from the east? Like, yeah, yeah, but we go into the west now. We're going home now. Like, now, we got this, now we've got this excellent signed treaty. I doubt these Jews would go back on their word and just kill us for no reason, right? That doesn't seem like something that would happen, right? Well, funnily enough. They get back, the Israelites come up, and they're like, you sons of bitches, we can't kill them now. We did swear on an oath by our Lord that we wouldn't kill you assholes, so we can't. So Joshua summons them up, the, the leaders of the Gibeonites, and he's like, come on, guys, why'd you trick us? We were just going to fucking <laughs> I, slaughter you. I love you. the idea of Joshua getting angry, like, hey guys, what the fuck? How dare you trick us before we could slaughter your women and children? Like, you are, what kind of fucking person are you? <laughs> what kind of asshole does anything to save their children? I just don't understand it. What kind of pieces of shit do you think you are? Like, <laughs> it is insane. I try to think of a of an analogy. There's just too many. Just think of about whenever someone does something bad to you and gets mad when you don't like it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like uh, it's 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 like it's like when someone's kicking the shit out of you and then as you piss yourself they slip. Like the fuck. fuck. <laughs> What'd you pee? Why are you piece scared? Of shit. How dare you? So I, I love the idea of Joshua being pissed at these guys. Like, damn it. We had this whole thing. We were going to fucking kill you, kill your wives, kill your kids, steal all your shit, wreck your city, make it a heap to this day. But looks like we got to let you live. Um, so he says, he says, but because you deceived us, you are now under a curse. You will never be released from service as woodcutters and water carriers. That's not called a curse. That's just called being slavery. We, yeah, slavery. we kind of <laughs> skipped it, but like when Joshua's like, "Hey, who are you guys?" They go, "We are your servants." Yeah. So it kind of was like a little, a little. Like, it's kind of what they wanted. Yeah. Oh, you said really? you're my servants. Don't worry, you will be our servants, just as you said you shall be our servants to this day. But um, they're really toadies, though. You know. Yeah. Like Israel is the bullies. They're the bully. And these guys are like, ooh, let's just be the bully's little wingman. This is Nazi you know, era France. Just, it, just bow. You mean Vichy France? Vichy France. Vichy France. Yeah. France. Yeah. yeah, not all of. There was a lot of underground. All right, you don't. You take them. I've played out of your a mouth. little bit of Call of Duty. I kind of know what's going on. Oh my Jesus! Fuck. Okay, so 
I'm something so I'm they're a scholar like, myself. They're almost as bad as the Israelites in my book. That they're like, yeah, we'll just watch all of our little neighbors be, you know, butchered as long as we can hide under the wing. I think it's more like this is fucked up. I think it's more like uh, those Frenchmen that sold out the Jews when the Nazis were coming into town. I guess the Vichy oh, friends, you know, they're like, yeah, they're yeah. like, yeah, 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 those guys over there, those guys, those are the ones you're hunting. We're just here to make more cows, you know. Yeah, yeah. Can I can I get you anything? Are you hungry? Can I make you a snack? Horrible. Yeah. Pieces, pieces but, of uh, shit. So that's but the people of Gibeon. It says though, of course, uh, Joshua uh, saves them from the Israelites. They didn't kill them, and that day he made them woodcutters and water carriers for the assembly to provide for the needs of the of the Lord. Um. And that is what they are, even to this day. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I like, mine has italicized, even to this day, they are still woodcutters. And I wonder, are Gibeons still woodcutters? Like, what is the fucking I've, timeline? I've never called a lumberjack anything but a Gibeonite, personally. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Gibeonite. Uh, all right. And then, um, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Uh, my Bible, I, I feel like we're skipping a lot of like my concordance, because I don't even know what the fuck... Uh, it just, the Bible has no idea what the fuck's going on. Um, it's sort of like, it's like, oh yeah, the, the, the deceit of the Gibeonites against the Jews was just a sign of God's grace that they could be brought closer to the Lord's mercy. That's absolutely not how it's phrased. You know, it's obviously a, a trick, but like, he's like, oh yeah, but God would only allow his people to be tricked so that he could bring them into an environment where they could know God's grace. Like, oh yeah, that's how I fucking do it. You know? It's, it's disgusting. I, 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 the same thing happened when my girlfriend fakes a pregnancy. I'm like, ah, you caught me. All right. <laughs> well, you've it's nine more months. You've created an environment where I will be known to your grace. Perfect. Uh, so that's chapter nine. Do we want to keep going? We covered a solid four chapters today. A lot of Bible. Lot of um, Bible. I think we're going to call it. I think we're going to call it. But uh, um, yeah, Joshua off to a uh, off to the races. This is a big deal because ever since the moment they left Egypt back in early Exodus, this is what we've been building up to. It is. It is. It's kind of a. It, it's a lot more brutal than I thought it would be. Like God was definitely this whole time for the last forty years. He'd be like, "Hey guys, don't worry. When you get to the land that I am giving you, that I swore to Abraham, and when you crush their cities, you will live in peace amongst the people." There was all this prophecy, and the reality is uh, getting fucking metal. You know? Yeah, there's definitely no mixed breeding allowed. This is they will be one true pure race, and that is like God the intended. Only way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got. I mean, legitimately, that is the that's what's written here. You mm-hmm. know, um, the concern, the reason they're killing these people, as it's stated, is not because oh they're bad necessarily. It's because we don't want to be like them. We don't want to to you know to loot. Are Israelis. We, we don't want their kind ruining the neighborhood and driving. Except down. for that one really cute prostitute. <laughs> she can uh, I love the idea of Joshua being all pissed off. Like, why would you guys lie to us to the people who don't take captives or ba- or bargain? Like, I can't believe Ugh. I can't believe you would uh, trick us like this. That was one of the dumbest moments. Joshua asking that kind of makes him look like an idiot. Yeah, like how could you do this to us? Like. I, the fact that we're alive today is based on not on your mercy or your grace, but the fact that you're easily duped, you fucking morons. Yeah, yeah, you had that coming. 
It would be a really funny story if they all duped him. If every single king just did this. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, hey guys. You, like, like the entire thing is like Joshua rolling up and like, let's fucking kill him. And he's like, hey guys, did you see that your shoes are untied? And then they look down, they're all fucking gone instead. And like, <laughs> Dab. Why do we keep... <laughs> you, you have to... You, that means you love your mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's fun. I do think it's interesting... I wonder what the significance of the Gibeonites and Rahab is. That there's these people that are fighting their way into the tribe uh, in both instances through lying. Sure. Rahab lied to her people and Gibeon lied to the Jews. You know, they kind of sneaked their way in. But it definitely, it seems that Rahab is definitely held in higher standing. Um, Yeah even though she is still an outlier at the moment. Which kind of just shows that being a prostitute is probably better than, like, going to, like, trade school. Barely. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's woodcutter way down there, and then somewhere above it is selling out your vagina for cash. Hmm. Or other holes. Don't. Yeah. You know. Put that in there, yeah. Don't don't put her in a corner. (laughs) Um, You don't know the whole menu. (laughs) (laughs) What's a Z job? Uh, I... (laughs) I really hate it. I hated this whole thing. I hated the constant to this day, right? Like, why? Why does he keep saying that? Like, it's obviously it's obviously a story being told hundreds of years in the future over some fucking campfire. Yeah. Correct. Right around the Babylonian exile. What a fucking coincidence. And they probably did keep care, take care of those rocks <laughs> up to that point, right? A few hundred years. Yeah. No big deal. Um, obviously, I don't think they're there anymore. It does beg the question of, like, where is the line from... I, I was watching... Again, I'm on a dark... Our dang Christian memes, or Catholic memes. Ugh. And they were, make fun of, they were making fun of Baptists for taking creationism literally. You know. Like, uh, but it begs the question, where is the line? Are we assuming that the story of Abraham is about the time where any historical evidence starts to take place with him living to be, like, 180 years old and those timelines is this is this supposed to be metaphor like creationism is or is it supposed to be like this is literally what happened in 1405 bc uh jericho was smashed through some singing i mean i think catholics making fun of baptist for taking creation literally is like a guy in a manual wheelchair making fun of a guy in a motorized wheelchair <laughs> it's like ooh. i mean none of your fucking legs work <laughs> Well, you think you're better than me because you have to blow into a tube to move? You fucking... Like, how, how can you be so shitty and still find a way to punch down? I don't get it. <laughs> I'm impressed, actually. Oh, all right, well... It, I do... I honestly, I respect it a little bit just because it's so fucking brazen. <laughs> Goddamn Catholics, dude. It's like it's like the guy with crutches hitting the dude in the wheelchair. You're like, fucking... I can lean. And you're like, all right, well... Fair enough. Hey, Potty, in case anyone's getting offended, I'm a cripple. I can say this stuff. (laughs) I gave Cole permission to as well. It's fine. C pass. (laughs) (laughs) He's an honorary wheelie. (laughs) Great. Uh, Yeah, so great. So, So as we leave this, the children have just murdered all the people of I and Jericho. And And let the Gibeonites live. But guess what? If you were upset that the Gibeonites got to live, don't you worry. 
we have so much more gore coming your way. We've got so much more gore coming this way. I, we were, we were. It's not going to be in this episode because we're going to cut it. But we were talking about uh, when where to start the next episode and where to finish it. And we're short, we're cutting a little bit short today because the next chapter is just so long, so much fucking gore, so much goes killing, and goes. people getting hanged, people getting tortured, people being starved yeah. to death, shoving pencils up people's buttholes. Yeah, eat, 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 eat. So, it's if you read between the lines. Uh, so I should have stick yeah, around for I'm, that. I'm thrilled that we're going to see some more gore. We're going to be up to our eyeballs and just human slop. Like a if you put a bunch of people in a big old blender and you took a bath in it. Um, if you don't already, <laughs> follow us on Twitter, at Irrevelations. If you want to send us an email, you can do that. Irrevelationspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, tell you what, if you... If you kill people for a living, that's okay. But if you enjoy it, go to your fucking therapist. <laughs> I'm going to say it. All right. Like, if you're one of these Israelite guys, you're storming the city, you're kicking down the walls, you're burning the babies alive, I get it. It's your job. But if it puts a <laughs> smile on your face, you're a sick you're fuck. A <laughs>